0: The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Learn more at usbank.com newsroom. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, July 19th. In today's news, the feds say the 29-year-old woman charged as a Russian agent offered sex for a job at a special interest group. Trump loyalists have been purging career staffers at the VA, and now they're turning on each other. And House Democrats abstain from voting on a resolution to support ICE. But first, the big idea. President Trump, who is increasingly isolated, found himself at odds on Wednesday with his own people, who work out of Foggy Bottom, Fort Meade, Langley the Pentagon, and the J. Edgar Hoover Building. At the Aspen Security Forum in Colorado last night, FBI Director Chris Wray responded to Trump's wishy-washy and inconsistent statements about festering Russian interference in the American political system.
1: He's got his view. He's expressed his view. I can tell you what my view is. Uh, The intelligence community's assessment has not changed. My view has not changed, uh, which is that Russia attempted to interfere with the last election uh, and that it continues to engage in malign influence operations to this day.
0: Ray, who Trump tapped after he fired Jim Comey last year, defended the ongoing federal investigation into whether the president obstructed justice and whether his 2016 campaign colluded with the Kremlin.
1: I've been consistent. I get asked this a lot. I do not believe special counsel Mueller is on a witch hunt. Uh, I think it's a professional investigation conducted by a man that I've known to be a straight shooter.
0: NBC anchor Lester Holt, who moderated the conversation, asked Ray if he's ever considered resigning, as has been reported. The FBI director did not say no.
1: You know, I'm a, uh, as I said, I'm a low-key, understated guy, but that should not be uh, mistaken for what my spine is made out of. <laughs> so you have... Leave it, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: All right. It was a remarkable ending to another remarkable day. Many are calling what's happened since Trump arrived in Helsinki his worst moment since Charlottesville. Earlier yesterday, the president said no twice when a reporter asked him if he believes Russia continues to target the United States. That directly conflicted with Director of National Intelligence Dan Coates's declaration just last week that the warning lights are blinking red again. He said it's as bad as the months before September 11th. Coates is not part of what Trump calls the deep state. He's a longtime Republican senator from Indiana. And he said during another appearance on Monday that Russia's efforts to undermine U.S. democracy are, quote, ongoing and pervasive. Two hours after Trump said no when asked if Russia is still interfering, White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders argued that the president was actually just saying no to taking questions, he had a chance to speak with the president after uh, his comments, and the president was said thank you very much and was saying no to answering questions. Um, In fact, though, Trump continued to take questions from reporters after answering no. The ABC correspondent who asked the original question pushed back on Sanders's spin, saying the president was looking at her when he said what he said, and his meaning was clear. Even Fox News didn't buy it. Last night, the cryon on the president's favorite channel blared, try, try again. White House and Trump offer different responses on Russia. Then, during an interview that aired on CBS Evening News a few hours later, Trump claimed that he actually pushed Putin very hard on election interference in private before he backed off and accepted his denials during a public news conference. That doesn't really make sense. Asked if he now holds Putin personally accountable for Russia's election interference, the president said this, Well,
1: I would because he's in charge of the country, just like I consider myself to be responsible for things that happen in this country. So certainly as the leader of a country, you would have to hold him
0: responsible. Yes. Note Trump's use of the word would in that quote. He didn't say I do hold him responsible or I will hold him responsible. The use of the word would gets at the fact that Trump still doesn't believe Russia interfered, despite reluctantly reading that statement on Tuesday, saying he accepts and respects the conclusion of the U.S. intelligence community. This wasn't the only disconnect between the White House and the rest of the government on Wednesday. Sanders said during her briefing that Trump is entertaining and still considering a proposal from Putin to let Russia question former U.S. ambassador to Moscow Michael McFaul. State Department spokeswoman Heather Nauert, who was appointed by Trump, said around the same time that this request was absurd. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, federal prosecutors say Maria Butina, that Russian national arrested on charges of being a foreign agent, had close ties to Russian operatives during her years in the United States. The FBI even showed pictures in court of her meeting her suspected handler, a known Russian intelligence officer. Butina allegedly cultivated a personal relationship with an American Republican consultant to build a deep cover, and then she got him to connect her to other powerful men. According to a court filing by the U.S. government, Butina then offered sex to at least one other man in exchange for a position within a special interest organization. The government isn't saying which one just yet. The court filing could have been ripped from the television show The Americans. Prosecutors describe in detail how she manipulated Paul Erickson, a political consultant from South Dakota. But prosecutors say that relationship was always duplicitous. In fact, they seized papers in which she expressed disdain about having to live with and sleep with the 56 year old man. A judge yesterday denied Butina's request to be released on bail pending trial. The judge agreed with prosecutors that she's a severe flight risk and that the Russian government would likely try to exfiltrate her if they ever got the chance. Number two, Trump loyalists are working overtime to purge or reassign career staffers at the top echelons of the Department of Veterans Affairs. The aggressive campaign to put senior people into lower profile roles is being waged ahead of the expected confirmation of longtime GOP Senate staffer Robert Wilkie to be the new VA secretary. The transfers include more than a dozen career civil servants who have been moved from the leadership suite at VA headquarters into lower visibility roles where they can make fewer decisions. All of them say they were not given a reason for their reassignment. These moves are being carried out by a small cadre of political appointees led by acting secretary Peter O'Rourke, who has consolidated power in the four months since he orchestrated the ouster of David Shulkin as VA secretary. Another high-ranking VA executive quit last week after clashing with Trump aides. And now we're getting word from inside the building that some Trump appointees have been pushed out for challenging other Trump appointees in the leadership group. Number three. The House overwhelmingly approved a resolution in support of ICE as Republicans attempted to embarrass their Democratic colleagues and push them to take a stance on the controversial agency. A handful of Democrats have called, for abolishing ICE altogether, but most Democrats, including Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi, have kept their distance from the effort. That caution was visible on Wednesday. Most Democrats voted present rather than taking a position for or against what Republicans had put up for a vote. The final tally was 244 for the resolution and 35 against, with 133 Democrats abstaining. Behind all this political gamesmanship, the human toll of the humanitarian crisis at the border continues. The Justice Department said yesterday that since last October, at least 70 infants have been summoned to court for their own deportation proceedings. These are children who need frequent touching and bonding with a parent. They're too young to know the difference between day and night. But the number of infants under the age of one who have had deportation hearings has now tripled since last year. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, July 19th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Homan. I'll talk to you tomorrow.